0: All the time. Count your blessings, name them one by one. How long would we be here if we started right here and moved all the way to up there, Brother Claude? Think of that. If we named our blessings one by one, we'd be here for a long time. He is good. When? All the time. God bless you. The greetings have been made this morning, and we welcome everybody in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remember, I I believe the prayer request went out for Brother Tim and Brother Murphy Wong, they're back in uh, Boston um, doing a missionary meeting weekend, and uh, we just pray that God brings them home safely, this is their last day of service, remember the young people, uh, September 14th, everybody got that, all the young people got that, all those old people that want to be there. And remember, uh, Brother Stephen I. Bali will be here September uh, the 21st. We're moving the Wednesday to the Friday and then having two services then on the 23rd of September. Another blessing is following that, Brother Richard DeOca is going to be here, Lord willing. And we're going to do exactly the same thing the following week. We'll move the Wednesday to the Friday and we'll have service then on the Sunday. Is that all right? So if you want to mark those things down... Put that in your calendar, and come expecting. We're going to have a wonderful end of September. Can I say one thing? September has got to be my favorite month. It is. It's got to be my favorite month, because you're all here. I miss you through the summer. This one goes, and this one's on holidays, and it's good to do that, but it's nice to bring back your liquor fire, to be together together to love the Lord Jesus with all our heart, to thank him for a message that's come that means more than life to us. The world, as Brother Biscoe was saying, the world is crazy. I, the insanity, is, he's exactly right. Read three pages. That's more than any Bible college going to teach you in their lifetime. Um, and I just, you know, I was reading an article on, is there a resurrection? And everybody was trying to do it. A Muslim... I wanted a noted uh, preacher in the states. They had a Jewish rabbi. They had an atheist. They had a Roman Catholic priest, and not one of them had any proof of a resurrection. They said, "Well, we believe that Jesus Christ rose again," but the, the commentator asked them, "Has you known anybody that's gone there and come back and told what it's like?" I wanted to scream out, "I have! <laughs> you have!" He crossed that veil beyond the curtain of time, told you exactly what it's going to be like. Come back, saints, to stir our hearts, to know there's a future home and things that are to be. You should thank God this morning that God has revelated you in this revelation. The world is groping in darkness, but he gave us light to see. And what good would light be unless God had given us eyes and I salve. So we're thankful this morning for the message of this hour. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, our hearts are stirred because we do indeed see a darkness, a gross darkness on the land and on the people. But Lord, there's been a voice that's cried out at the midnight hour and we've arisen again to the word of God, to the resurrection word of life. And we pray, Lord, this morning as we will eat from the word that you will break it you will bless it and that you will speak to us individually and all those that have joined with us Lord on the internet we are always humbled when we get emails from around the world we pray that you'll be a a present help in the time of their need and that you will speak to their hearts also we commit this service to you in Jesus name amen well, God bless you. Let's turn in our Bibles. I'd like to turn to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, it's not too difficult. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. I'd like to turn, uh, read just one verse there, please. And it will be chapter 1, verse 9. Ecclesiastes, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. One scripture here says, The thing that has been is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there's no new thing under the sun. May God add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. If you want to turn while you're sitting down to uh, Malachi chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3, very familiar Bible readers of this message, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. you got that? Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord. Verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Wonderful scripture we're reading this morning. And I'd like to um, probably, um, we'll go on in a few services, that the Bible says in Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can see throughout the scripture that I am the Lord God, that I change not, or as Solomon has written, they say Solomon was the writer to Ecclesiastes, the thing that has been is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, so we see it in different segments that wherever God is, he is the same, and that is a great anchor, and it needs to be clenched because we can get into our philosophies and theologies of the message. But many times it's the simplicity of the message that is the profound part and that is to where the believer needs to feed on. We can get so high up into the heavenly realms, which we should and that you can with your individual walk and that is a part where the believer's portion is. And that is your possession that you need to take. But there's many things that we read in, the, in not only the scripture, but the message that is applicable to our everyday life that needs to be applied on an everyday basis. It's true. It's absolutely true. And the, I, I, I believe the burden of the ministry is not only to feed the... The sheep that have been here in the fold for may, many years. And yet they themselves feed themselves when they're at home or they're in their Bible in the morning or listening to a tape or reading a book through the week. But there's a, a great spectrum sitting here this morning. There are those that need salvation, there are those that need an experience, there are those that need a refilling. There are those that need another baptizing. We got those that just need to be quickened. And we have those that just need the joy unspeakable and full of glory. There are are many sitting here. And it will take the Holy Spirit. Not the direction of man trying to uh, preach uh, a certain bushfire. Because then the preacher, all he's doing all his life is preaching bushfire. Take that fire out. Deal with that situation. And forgetting many times that there's another spectrum of people that need to be fed. So as we approach the word this morning, I trust that you have a hunger. Not just for hearing maybe what Brother Tom has to say or what the quotes have to say or what the Bible has to say, that we can look beyond the veil as we have been ministering over these last little while. We have to look beyond the badger skin. Whether it be in your own family lives, whether it be within the church life or your individual life, you have to start looking beyond your badger skin and realize it is God that is dealing with me. And he's only well, everybody just listen because I'm, I'm just going to try and not be labor, but I want to labor a little bit this morning, and I don't want to get too evangelistic in, in delivery. This message, or can I say the word of God, doesn't matter whether it was in the days of Abraham, days of Noah, days of Moses, days of Jeremiah. It doesn't matter Nehemiah. It doesn't matter Ezra. We can take it through the Old Testament. We can take and say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can say that. Can we not? Can we say that then there's parallels and types and shadows that were in the Old Testament showing us where we're going to be in the New Testament? Are we okay with that? I just, just want to make sure that you just follow along. And we'll try and do it all succinctly. The message, whether it be in whatever day, doesn't matter what time of, of what era that God moved, it is only for the elected gene of God. Amen. Period. So you that aren't saved this morning have to come to the realization, ask yourself the question, am I a C gene of God? Because you're one or the other. You are your serpent seed or you're a seed gene of God. And there's various categories within that. And that's why I'm saying it will take probably a few weeks to go through this. Brother Bram said in the message, souls that are in prison. He said, as the father sent him to preach to the living to those who had hope and then present the same message to those that had no hope. It seemed too fitting at this time that that will have to be done because the spirit of Christ is living in us does not change the nature of him. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change his nature. So whatever the nature of God was, and you say, well, God's living in me. That is a big statement. But it's a wonderful statement to make. It's not just a blanket phrase. It's a declaration. I've got the life of God in me not a, not just a phrase it's a statement we're making that god himself is living in a people again if he's lived in them once he'll live in them again cuz he does not change his nature he does not change the nature of him or doesn't change god's system he must be the same in every generation so we just covered that already in a few minutes that we've been standing here. He's the same in every generation. He must be the same. As the father sent me, so send I you. He that believes on me. Now, now we're getting down to our, 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 our part of our declaration. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do. We know the scripture. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The works. He'll do the same works. He'll do the preaching to the lost. He'll heal the sick. And he will preach to the impossible to ever be saved. We're fulfilling scripture. And the thing of it is with the seed, I believe the seed of God is within them and they know they need to surrender. But Satan, as Brother Bram said, can be on your shoulder saying, just wait another service. Just wait for another day. I wouldn't wait another moment. I really wouldn't wait another moment. The same spiritual sign that Jesus done has reoccurred on Earth in this day. Amen. Amen. So we're, we're going through the same. We're going through He's the same. The same spiritual sign that Jesus done has reoccurred on Earth in the last days. the very same spiritual sign. That he identified himself as Messiah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we just happen to be living in the last age. And in this age, God has privileged us to see the sign and believe the word, the Messiah, the word has come. The same material sign has appeared on earth. The same one that appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus is the same pillar of fire that had his picture taken. The same pillar of fire. Now we notice that the Holy Spirit working in the church today, the Holy Spirit done exactly the same things today i up higher, church. He's doing the same thing today. So, the, so has the Holy Spirit done the same thing. Announcing the pillar of fire just exactly as it was in the beginning. It's the same thing. Seeing he's come upon Jesus. John announced it at the River Jordan. He's proved everything, every scientific picture of it. It can't be disputed. The mechanical eye of the camera won't take psychology. The light struck the lens. What about you, church? What about six or eight months ago, hearing, standing here saying, it's thus saith the Lord. I'm going to Tucson, Arizona, there'll be a blast, and seven angels will appear. You remember that? God making it so real to even, he says, Look Magazine, but it's Life Magazine, took the picture of it. He foresaw it and materialized. It's exactly the same. So as we've laid this little foundation We can see then in Life Magazine prove the same thing that it actually happened because it was God that told it. It was God that told it. It was God that stands behind his word to perform. When he says he will do it, he will perform it. Therefore, it's not some man, carnal person like myself, that's among you people. It's the eternal God. You might as well praise him this morning, because if he's the same in 1963 in souls that are in prison, he's the same today. Ah, but you've got a problem with the badger skin. Let's look beyond the flesh, get in the spirit, and realize what the Lord God has sent to us in this generation. I'm wrestling between two thoughts. Because I I I would love to to go in a certain area and and yet sometimes you feel constrained and you just it's like a a bumper car, you wanna move move over and get bumped. But I'd like you to turn then to second Kings chapter seven. Second Kings chapter seven verse one. The Bible says then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Yeah. Then Tom said. Then Brother Biscal said. Then Brother John said. Then Brother Tim said. Yeah. Then Brother yeah. Murphy said. Yeah. We can't preach our own word. Because when they're saying, thus saith the Lord, it wasn't thus saith that prophet. He was speaking on behalf of the Lord. So now here's Elisha after Elijah's ministry. So we see see then that Elisha has a part. And Brother Bram often taught that Elisha was a type of the bride. So Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Now you have to remember, because I know you don't have the time, and and I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of background, Israel have been delivered many, many, many times out of the hands of their enemy, many times, and God always, always, always has grace to deliver his people, but if you go off, there's a chastising that comes, there is a rebuking that comes, there's trouble that comes when you leave the word. And Israel had gone through a great deliverance. And now they're in great bondage again. And the Assyrians, the Assyrians have now encompassed Israel, which is the city of Samaria in Israel. And they have, they have besieged the city. Think of it now. Satan has besieged the city. Laodicea has been besieged. But God had a prophet on the scene to let them know, thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel In the gate of Samaria. Well, if you just turn over to the next chapter, you will find that they were starving. They were selling donkey heads for meat. At absorbent prices they couldn't pay, they were starving. Starving to the point where the Bible goes on to say, and it's not a subject to preach on, I don't believe, but maybe somebody has an insight that I don't have, that they were even eating their babies. You can see how low and degraded the city had come and how low and degraded Laodicea has come. And they're living off the flesh of their own children, sacrificing to the God of this evil age. Giving them things and stuff of this world that is an abomination in the eyes of God. And I don't need to get on on that subject because that subject alone is just, you see it every day. You see the perversion every day. So we see then that they had gotten away from God and they'd come to such a, a, a despicable place. But God, rich in mercy, sent a prophet and he sent a prophet with a message. And it was a message that almost seemed, always seems to the unbeliever impossible. Yes, and that's why a prophet comes and says, all things are possible to them that believe. Impossible. For the Bible goes on to say in Second Kings 7 and 2, Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God. Now this is quite a smart man. Because the king leaned on him. This wasn't some off scour. This wasn't somebody that was just a nobody. This was what you class. He was in the top 10. He's somebody. And he's somebody that the king leaned on. And he answered the man of God. Behold. If the Lord would make. Windows in heaven might this thing be. He was scoffing. He was coming against the very word of the Lord. He was doubting what the prophet said. Right. There will be a bride, yes. she will be his victory. She will overcome in this wicked age. And people scoff at it. And people run from it. And people doubt on it. The Bible goes on to say. And he said, behold. Now this is Elisha speaking. Thou shalt see it with thine eyes. But you shall not eat thereof. Think about it. God's promise was coming to Israel, and those who were doubting a prophet's message will see it, but they won't partake of it. And that's a generation that has come in this hour. They've seen it, but they haven't partook of it. They've seen it. Don't you doubt it. How can this thing be? God's God. He could have made the dust to turn to flour. He could have done anything. He could have turned every rock to to bread. He could do anything he wanted. But they didn't have a concept of what a prophet was. And do we really have a concept what this message is? What it's saying to you? What it's telling you? We can live our everyday life. We can put food on the table. We can go to school, we can go to our jobs, but it, this message is more than that. It's more than just coming to church on a Sunday and a Wednesday night, it's having communion and fellowship with the King. They doubt, they'll see, but they won't partake. You can see it within an assembly. You can't. I want to be perfectly honest. When a prophet said there's three kinds of believers, there's three kinds of believers. But you just make sure that you're a believer. Don't worry about the make believer or the unbeliever. Just say, I'm a believer. I don't know who that other guy is, but I am a believer. Can you do that for me? And if you're not, I pray by the end of this service that you will realize in this vision was four lepers and they didn't realize they were in the vision. Come on, Brother Mark. You were in the vision, and you didn't even know it. You all have been in the vision, and you didn't know it. He said, I saw you over there. You are in the vision, though they didn't know it. They were lepers, but God had a deliverance for them. Can you say Amen? Amen. You know what leprosy is a type of. You know it's a type of sin. Brother Bram said leprosy is a type of sin. They were sitting between a rock and a hard place. I was going to title it that, but I thought I'd change that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But here's the Syrian army that wants to kill him, and here's Israel or Samaria, city of Samaria, that they don't have food for themselves, and a leper can only beg the food from the people, not to have contact. They were outside the gate. They were outside the city wall. They were rejected by man. Think about it. They were rejected by the Syrians. Mm-hmm, but God saw them. He's the same. Can you say he's the same? He's the same God that's seen you in your sin and leprosy. You are under a vision of a prophet. And you are going to be fed. You can go to a Baptist church if you want. You can go to the Pentecostal church. You can go anywhere you want. As we've often said, the doors are open. People say, you brainwash the people. We don't brainwash the people. Our minds have been changed. We have been revelated. It was those people that left were brainwashed. Can you imagine being here for 20 years, but they had unbelief in their heart? 30 years, unbelief in their heart. Maybe five years, unbelief in their heart. They will see it. They will see the victory of God, but they will not partake of it. Only the believer partakes of the word. Might as well say hallelujah. You might as well say it, saints. Don't put me in a box. I want to stay in the Word of God. I don't want to be in box of your feelings and your ideas and your imagination and your conscience and your affection and your reason. It's beyond reason. It's faith. Faith to believe the Word of God. Hallelujah. Four leprous men. Think about it. There's one that was in the city who was now a, a know-it-all. King leaned on him. Thought he was so smart, knew all the scripture. Knew everything. But when a prophet comes on the scene, it takes the eye of God. It takes the anointing of God to give you a revelation of thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. You'll see it with thine eye, but you're not going to be partake of it. And the Bible goes on to say, and there were four lepers. Can you imagine? They're starving. The city's starving. They're eating one another's babies. They're eating donkey heads. Selling it for a big price. And they're lepers that had Nothing. Because they didn't have enough in the city for themselves, so they weren't given nothing. They were just about skin and bones. As Brother Murphy was just alluding to, and maybe he'll come back and preach on it, it's the valley of dry bones. They were just skin and bones. But the word of the Lord has been prophesied. And Brother Branham says, the prophecy of the word of God will never fail. I want everybody to say amen. We are living under prophecy, and this prophecy will never fail. Never fail. I don't care how many unbelievers you stack up on each head. Everybody's saying, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, this is not the message of God, this is not. To those that are revelated, we can't see anything else. To the unbeliever, they question this and question that. Why don't you just say, Lord, help thou my unbelief? Or as the Greek says, help my believing. Four lepers. At the entering of the gate and one said to the other, if we sit here, we die. (laughs) Hello, sinner friend. You sit where you are right now. I'm going to tell you right now in the authority of God's word, you die. But the Bible says you must be born again by the incorruptible seed of God. You can put your nose up or you can reject it to all you want and you think you're the cool man on campus. I don't care what you think, you're the best looking girl around. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Word of God has come to them that believe, it comes to believers. I don't care. In what shape? You looked in the mirror this morning. You probably just did this a little bit, did this a little bit, did this a little bit. I have all dandruff right here, and it doesn't matter how good you think you look. In the sight of God, if the blood isn't covering you, you're leprous. You're stinking flesh of humanity. Is that too strong? Brother Bram called it a lot worse than what I'm saying right now. If you were in the message, you would actually know what Brother Bram talked about. Four lepers, but they were in the vision, and they didn't know it. We were over at Brother Raymond's the other night, and we are talking about the green checkered shirt. We're talking about how Brother Ed was in the vision. And you can even talk about the vision and know you're not in the vision. But when the prophet says it's in the vision... There's a revelation that comes that changes the whole atmosphere. There were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said to one another, Why sit here until we die? <laughs> hmm? Many people get to this place. Yeah. Naomi and Ruth could get to this place. <laughs> Why stay in Moab? We die. God's visited Israel. Let's go back. If Abraham would have stayed in Ur, if he said, "Here, you're going to die. Go to a land that God has given you—north, south, east, west." How many of us, saints of God, we sit in our little pity party of unbelief, dying at the gate? When God's already prepared for you a banqueting table. So Second uh, Kings 7 and 4 says, If we say we enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, we'll die there. Because they're not going to give them anything. Because they don't have enough for themselves. We die also. Now therefore, let us fall upon the host of Syria. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. It's where they're at anyway. Better do something. You better stand up and do something. So they arose. When did they arise? Notice when they arose. When? In the twilight. That is between the sun going down and complete darkness. But we know that in the evening time, there shall be light. So if you look up twilight, it means evening. So in the evening time, they arose to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they come to the uttermost part of the camp, behold, there was no man there. (laughs) there was nothing to fear. God had already taken care of them. What are you afraid about? God's already taken care of your situation. Come on. Every situation, God already has provided. Because he provisions it and provides for it. Because it is then. God's divine providence, meaning he foresees it, and he provides for the vision. Can you imagine now? They were worried that they were going to starve to death. They said, well, if we stay here, we're going to die. We might as well go to the Syrian camp, but the prophets already prophesied. The prophets already spoken the word of God. There's going to be flour abundant. There's going to be food. They didn't know it. And this whole revival was going on when a prophet was in the land. And Mr. and Mrs. Leper, you didn't know it. But you were under the vision. You were under the vision, Michael. You could not help but be provided for. God knew your deep. And so he was going to send a message to meet your deep. Do you understand that? In the back row. Do you understand that? God saw a deep within your heart. So he said, behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet. Because he's the same God. As he sent to the ending of the dispensation of the Hebrews. God sent a prophet to awaken them to the reality The Messiah was coming. It was an end of a dispensation for the Hebrews. And they sent a prophet and sent Jesus. Do you get it? We're at the end of the last church age dispensation. Come on, church. Stay with me. We're at the end. And at the end, God sent a prophet to proclaim, Behold the Lamb of God. Not the one that's going to take away the sins of the world. He's already taken away the sins of the world. But behold the lamb that's taken the book. And has opened to us a banqueting table. And we didn't even know it. Don't fall asleep on me. You're in 2 Kings 7, right? Verse 6. For the Lord hath made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. Notice that it was in their imaginary mind. <laughs> can you imagine? God's God. He can do anything He wants. Can you imagine? They didn't grab their sword. They dropped their sword. They didn't grab their spear. They dropped their spear. They didn't take their horses. They ran. Can I tell you we've got the devil on the run? They ran. Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hittites. The kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. That's all going on in their imaginary mind. It's not true. And whatever they have to say is untrue anyways. We can only believe what a prophet says. Amen. Amen. Wherefore they arose and fled when? At the evening time. We have the devil's answer. Christ the mystery of God revealed. Now we are the sons of God. Brother Abraham said in recognizing your day in this message, if they had only recognized that fanatic that condemned every thing they'd done, condemned everything that they're doing, said, you hypocrites, you snakes in the grass, you generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath of God. Don't begin to think within yourselves. We have Abraham, our father. We have this, that, or the other. I tell you, God's able of these stones to raise children unto Abraham. Recognizing your day in this message, don't be think don't don't begin to think that you've got your world council of churches at your hand and got the best dressed members of that. God is able of these alley rats. Out here to raise up children, lepers, to fulfill his word. Maybe you don't like to be called an alley rat. We were just stinking flesh. We were just sinners saved by grace. We were nobody. But God, rich in mercy, sent us a word. This world rejected it, but the seed of God receives it and says, It's mine. It's mine. I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. God's able these alley rats. God's able these four lepers. God's able to raise up children to fulfill His word. Prostitutes, streetwalkers, drunkers, gamblers—he's able to do it because He's still God and He is the same. Glory! Why? Because now God is in our flesh, and He doesn't change His attributes. Hallelujah. Some people live so beyond, below, so below being a son and daughter of God. There should be your shoulders back like that son from Africa who knew that his daddy was chief. You should walk as a believer knowing your father is king of kings and Lord supreme. Walk around with our jaw down and a cloud over our head. I tell you, arise and shine. Your light has come. When? In the twilight hour. I tell you what, young people. Young peoples will do you nothing, no good unless you have an experience with God and what the brother's minister will become life to you. Other than that, you're just being reformed. I'm sorry to say it. We don't want reformers. We want transformers. hmm hmm I want to be transformed by the power of God. Transformed by thus saith the Lord. I am under that prophecy, and every prophecy is fulfilled. God's able to, these drunkards and gamblers, he's able to do it because he's still God. Blinded denominations. Blinded Israel. Both prophesied that way. I'm showing you the parallel. Parallel. I'm showing you that God is the same. Till I get to the spot that I want to now. Blinded denomination. Gentiles of the Laodicean age. Blinded like they are today. This is the Laodicean age. But they're supposed to receive a message of Malachi 4. That's one thing to say. And it's another thing for God to perform it. Many people look in the scripture. They see the promises of God. They look at it. But it's like that farmer that was in South Africa. I think it's the, large, it's the land where the largest gold mining is in the world. But a farmer, he wanted to find gold. And he sold his farm. Went around the world. And when he came back, found out that the greatest deposit was right underneath him. The greatest deposit you've got... Is this message. It makes the Bible a new book and it becomes alive. And parents, you should be teaching your children these things over the morning breakfast or the evening supper meal. God sent a prophet to make the Bible alive again. We are not a denomination and we're not blinded. God has given us eyes have to see and ears to hear. Oh my prophet to this generation then stands back and says lady laying there in the midst there in the stretcher the angel of God is over you. Now I could say that right now I said brother Jeff the angel of God is over you and indeed he is but I'm not a prophet he was a prophet I'm a son of God I can't take a prophet's place. But I believe the prophet's word. Amen. Brother Bram said, We can't all be Moses's. We can't all be Joshua's. But we can believe what they said. I can't be William Bram, but I believe what he said. Amen. Malachi 4, he said, Mal- Malachi 4, they're laying on the stretcher right there. There's an angel of God over you. Brother, I'm, I'm sorry, Brother Andes, you can't do that. I'd love to. I'm sure you would love to, too. But we believe it. There's the angel of the Lord over you. God over you. Yes, you were praying. Wasn't you? I can't heal you, but you can hide your life. You're in a dying condition. That's true. You know that? There was four lepers one time set at the gate of Samaria. In the city, they were eating one another's children. That's what the Bram's saying. The Assyrian army had backed them up. Why do we sit here? The four lepers said, why do we sit here? If we sit here, we'll die. If we go into the city, we die. We've got one choice and that's to go down to the camp of the enemy. If they save us, we live. That's what brother Bram said. And God, what did he do? Rewarded their faith. Can I say to you this morning, God will reward your faith. God rewarded their faith. And they went down to the enemy's camp. You don't have to go down to the enemy's camp. No, you've got a loving father. Why don't you go to his camp? Why? We're under the vision. We don't have to go to the enemy's camp. We can go to our father's camp. Hallelujah. Amen. Who's here to heal you? Hallelujah. The same one that watched over the lepers watching over you. And if he can change the whole situation for the lepers, the whole situation for Israel. He can change your situation this morning. Do you believe? Amen. There should have been a roar of amens all the way to the corner. Do you believe? Yeah. Amen. We believe it. He's here to heal you this morning. You in your crippled condition. You in your leprosy. You in your sin. He's here to heal you. Hallelujah. He's here to heal you. Yes, sir. You don't have to go to the enemy's camp. Go to Father's camp. Go to Jesus' camp. Go to the Word camp. Come on, Brother Tom, say amen. Amen. We cannot go to the enemy's camp because they got nothing to offer. But God took care of your enemy. How many years has he taken care of your enemy, Brother Tom? Year after year after year. If he did it once, he'll do it again. Has he delivered you? He'll do it again. Has he healed you? He'll do it again. Has he saved you? He'll save your children. You say it's impossible, Sister Sherry. It is not impossible. You might as well shut out amen. It's nothing's impossible. I'm not an advisor to the king. No, sir. I'm not going to say, well, if God did this, it will happen. My God can do anything. I want to run this devil right out of here. The Lord is the same that ran those Assyrians out can run the devil out of your life, out of your situation, out of your condition. Why? He sent a, a message through a prophet. And it's been prophesied, and God will fulfill it because every prophecy. Listen, men rise up and think there's some gifted men. I'm going to hit that thing, if you don't mind. The only gift that comes is a gift. All gifts come from our Heavenly Father. Every gift comes down from our Father of life. People can be gifted, but if they are drawing you to themselves, it is a lying spirit. People often say, well, can we get your tapes? Can we hear what are you? It's on the internet, and I wish it wasn't for myself. There's one message, and that comes through a word of God through a prophet. I've heard the saying, well, we need to bring the prophet back to the pulpit. What are you talking about? What do you think I've been reading for the last hour? People haven't got a revelation of a five-fold ministry. But God's got a revelation. I've got his revelation. Don't you dare listen to that nonsense. Men rise up and think there's some gift, call themselves Elohim. They got many things they want to say about themselves. But they'd be mud daubers and lepers outside of this message. People need to realize where they come from. You start following a man, that's the day you die. I don't follow William Branham. I follow the God of William Branham. God needed an instrument, and it happened to be Brother William Branham. And I'm proud to be identified with that. But I don't make him God either. But it was God in his flesh. I don't make you God either, but it's God in your flesh. Brother Bram said, the fullness of the Godhead to our bodily in Christ. We have a portion of that. He's the fullness of that. How men can lift themselves up and they can't even do what a prophet did. And Brother Bram said, if you go into that avenue and you start discerning people and it's wrong one time, it's a lying demon. You got to know your message you got to know the word of God, and you got to know where you stand. It used to be people used to fly around the world to go to conventions. Now they can have a convention every week, every day of the week, over their internet. But I'll tell you what, saints. I would be, listen, don't listen to me. You, I'll, get, I'll send you every time back to the prophet. You say, well, I listen to brother so-and-so and brother so-and-so. Why not listen to a prophet that's going to actually give you rapture and grace? <laughs> Spending your time listening to everybody else but the prophet. You say, well, you're pretty heavy on the prophet. God's given us a five-fold ministry. Brother Bram said, "God, you follow your pastor, and we follow our pastor. <laughs> and when the pastor feels led to have a man of God behind the pulpit because he knows what the assembly needs, that's God leadership. Yeah. And that's what I want every day of my life. I want to be led by God. Brother Brown preached in the message, the angel of God, and he said, they went down there upon the merit of their faith, and God rewarded them. Brother Ken and Sister Linda, they just had an anniversary night. Wrote them a little text. I can never forget them. Ever. Ever. God used them for me to know Jesus, to know God in the power of his resurrection. I didn't see men. I didn't see a man. I didn't see a woman. I saw God in them. And then what was in me wanted what they had. And by faith, I followed it, and God rewarded me. What about you? You followed this message by faith. Has God rewarded you? I'm sure you can't be ashamed of that statement. Has God rewarded you? No, sir. Four lepers. Were they poor and needy? Were we poor and wretched and needy? Yes, we were, but God already had a messenger unto the angel of the church of the Laodicea says the amen. God sent you a message because he knew you'd be blind, wretched, naked, miserable, and that's exactly what those lepers were, exactly what they were. Do you love the Lord? Yeah. How much do you love him? You say, I love the Lord, Brother Tom. And Jesus said, if you love me, so that he could have stopped there like I'm just doing, but I'm not doing that to condemn you. I'll do it like Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Do we fail? <laughs> do we falter? <laughs> but there's a blood. There's a word that came. There's a message that comes to prepare a people for a rapture. Were you poor and needy? I'm not ashamed to say it. I was desperately poor. Desperately needy. And many of you could be that this morning. But may I point you back to the prophecy. May I point you back to the word of God. That's been prophesied in this age. That there would be a church without spot or wrinkle. That there would be a church victorious in this day. And I just happen to believe I'm one of them. I could say Joseph. When he got sold by his brethren, was he poor and needy? It just seems that the Lord is so faithful to come to the poor and needy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those lepers, I wrote. Four lepers. You talk about a rock and a hard place. And that's sometimes where God has to put us. We don't know whether up is up or down is down. Up is down and down is up. We don't know where to go, Brother Matt. We don't know nothing. But isn't he always on time? (laughs) Doesn't the Lord Jesus come always on time? When you don't know what you're going to do or where you're to turn to, he'll be there all the time. The evening time and the twilight time. The unbeliever won't see it or they'll see it, but they won't be a partaker of it. They'll see something, there's something to it, but they don't embrace it for themselves. Can I say this? It was a city besieged, but not besieged. It was besieged, but as soon as the word came, they still believed that they were besieged. The city. Not the four lepers. Four lepers, they're going to the Syrian camp. But in the mind of a lot of people that sit maybe service after service, they think they're besieged when the word's already been spoken. They're not besieged. The devil has already been put on the run. And we didn't know it, Sister Topsy. The devil's on the run as we've been praying this week for your son. The devil is on the run. Let's keep him on the run. Four living skeletons, but God knows how to put flesh on your skeleton. He's got a great banquet for you, a great table spread for you, treasures abundant for you. They were the offcast, they were the rejected. And I'm so thankful I never had a high opinion of myself. And sometimes we have too much a high of opinion of ourselves and realize it's only there's one that gets a high opinion, that's the Lord himself. Because of grace, because of his love, and because of his mercy. So can I say to you, that's maybe unsaved this morning, if you sit where you are, you die. You want to sit in your unbelieving state and eat off the tables of Satan's banquet, you go right ahead. But there's another banquet that has been prepared. And if God draws you or God speaks to you, I would respond to him this morning. And say, that's the God of salvation that I want. I need the God of reality in my life. I need the word alive to me. For the Son of Man does come to seek and save that which is lost. And Jesus Christ has come into the world to save sinners. Who Paul says, whom I am chief. It was in the twilight hour at the evening time come. God sent a message of deliverance. A message of salvation and a message to change you from your situation to a new state. It was the grace of God that turns your leprosy and defilement into a song of praise. What we do have this morning is indeed the pillar of fire. Can you give me just a few more minutes? That same God of yesterday is the same God in the days of our Lord Jesus. Is in the same day as it is now in our day. He's the same yesterday. Today and forever. Do you have that? Do you believe that? All right. Now, Brother Brown makes reference to a woman that was from Canada. And this woman, she had a withered hand. If she would have stayed in Canada, she'd still have a withered hand. But she heard that there was a ministry that God was moving today. And so she sold everything that she had. She had $150. Well, in 1950, I guess $150 is a lot more than it is today. But she sold everything that she had. She had $150. And she never, ever... Got in a prayer line. She never got in a prayer line. She actually even went, if she sat where she was, she'd still have a withered hand. She never got in a prayer line in any one of the meetings that Brother Branham was in, in that particular town in the States. So she went to the lobby where Brother Branham stayed. If she would have stayed in Canada, she'd still have a withered hand. Mm -hmm. You stay where you are, we need to come up higher. God was mindful of her. A prophet was given to this generation. She couldn't get to him. But why don't you leave it in the hands of God, because God can get to you. Hmm. So, Brother Branham now is, is, is now getting ready to leave the meetings, and he's in his hotel. He's actually out for a walk on the street. He's with his wife, Edie, and she's walking down the street, and he's looking at some drugstore and coloring books for the kids, for the babies. They've been locked up now for the meetings. My three-year-old daughter, she's in the room all day with us, and so I, I spend my time in prayer, and he said, I just went out down uh, for a walk, and something said to me, stop. Something said to me stop and I said, oh my, I turned around and my wife says, where are you going? Jesus. He said, you just go right on to the hotel. He's got something else for me to do. And I went back to the corner and I looked at the, some fishing reels in the window and I love to fish and you know that. <clears throat> and I heard a voice say to me, go to the corner. If she would have stayed in the lobby, she would have missed the profit. Now she's on her way home. She's got five cents left of her $150. She sold everything to come to the meetings because she's got it with her hand. She had a need. So I stood there and a voice said to me, go to the corner. I went down to the corner and I stood there and began to, I stood there and they began to blow the whistle and the traffic would come across the street and they walked there with the lights. And I stood there for 10 minutes. Anybody stood in a a street corner? I started to imagine about this yesterday. If I just stood on a street corner for 10 minutes, the policeman in the middle that's directing traffic would look at me after five minutes. So Brother Bram said, I stood there for 10 minutes, just kept standing, walking around the lights. He said the whistle was blowing, and a group of people crossed the street and just as busy as they could be. And then I noticed behind was a lady with a checkered dress on. She had a little Canadian tam. She was carrying a pocketbook over her arm. She walked across the street, and the Spirit of the Lord said, Go near her. Go near you. Go near her. And I walked right up to her like that. She didn't even know her answer was right there. Your answer is right here. She didn't even know her answer was standing right there. And, and he got right next to her. And the lady with the checkered dress on, he said, go near to her. And I walked right up to her like that. Think of it now. He walked right up to her like that. Passed by looking down. Passed on by me. Now I thought, that's strange. Maybe God just did something there that I don't know. God can do anything. The word had come right up by her. It said, this isn't as strange. Well, maybe the Lord's already done something I don't know. Why? Because many times, if you go search out the message, Brother Ram said, it'll be days and weeks later after the meetings that people will find out they're already healed. He said, I don't know. She walked about 15 feet. She turned around. She said, oh, brother Branham she said I I just begin to to shake her, her hand he said beat her hand she didn't know what's happened I said what's the matter sister she said I'm from Canada I've spent every penny I've had she wasn't going to sit still Amen. I don't want you to sit still this morning. If God is on the scene, let's get up and walk into the promises of God. She says, I'm from Canada. I spent every penny I've got. I'm only I, I allowed. She said, I had 150 bucks. It's dollars. Sorry, I said bucks. I got a withered hand. She said, I, stepped in the lo- I slept in the lobby last night. I had five cents for a coffee this morning. She said, I was going out here on the road to hitchhike to go back. I guess you could do that in the 50s. Don't dare do it now. She said, I was going. Can you imagine the desperation of somebody that wants deliverance? Do you remember that day that you gave your life to Jesus Christ? Do you remember the desperation you had? God, save me, Lord, save me. She said, I spent every penny. Can you imagine that? And now I've got five cents left. You couldn't buy a Starbucks for five cents today. She said, I was going to hitchhike back to go home. She said, the woman was 30 years old. I said, oh my, there it was. I said, stretch forth your hand, sister. God already had the answer waiting for her, standing right by her. Stretch out your hand, sister. And there come her hand. And there was an Irish cop standing on the corner. He said, I know who you are. You're William Branham. They can see it, but they can't partake of it. She said, Brother Branham, I fell on a rock. I was riding a dog when I was a little girl. I fell on a rock. I hurt my arm, and it withered. And while she was talking, here come the arm out like that. And she began screaming at the top of her voice, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Can I say to you, that same God is here this morning. He's come right by your address. And why don't you stand to your feet and say, I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. I claim it for the glory of God. I claim my children. I claim my healing. I deny the circumstance that I'm in. You said it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever this morning, and my God is here, and He's the same God to meet your need. Why don't you reach out to Him, lift up your hand, and watch God correct your condition. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Restore back my family. Speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I didn't give my daughters away for sons-in-law to take them away. I didn't raise up sons for daughters-in-law to take my sons. The lepers thought it was impossible. She thought it was impossible. But to you and to me, all things are possible to you that believe. Hallelujah. I trust you stood for your feet for a reason. Not just because the preachers said, stand to your feet, but you stood willingly because I just said, why don't you stand and reach out like this woman? I'm reaching out to you, dear Lord. I'm reaching out to you. I know your arm is not too short, and it can save me too. Oh, sinner friend, what's the reason for your needless delay? You say, I got it better in the world. No, you don't. I never said it before, but as brother Ron Spencer and I were coming to camp, we came up on the accident just as it happened. And a motorcycle man went right into the back of a truck, died at that instant, and they covered him with the cloth as so we was passing by. You're not promised another moment. But I believe you're promised an eternity if you could just surrender your life to him this morning. Maybe there's one that needs a, a saving work this morning. That God could touch your heart. Why don't you just do something? Like the lepers, they had to go do something. She had to go do something. Like Barnabas had to scream out and do something. Why don't you do something this morning, Mister Unbeliever? Make yourself a believer and say, "I'll raise my hand. I'll lift up both hands. God, save my soul. Save my soul, Lord." you could save the lepers, you can save me. When every head bowed and every eye closed. I wonder if you could touch the hem of his garment this morning and say, Jesus, see me? That little woman lift up her hand. She stretched out her hand by the word of the prophet. Stretch it out. Didn't Jesus do the same? The man with the withered hand, he said, stretch it out. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Maybe there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know Jesus and you want to know him. You just want to lift up your heart and lift up your hands and lift up your head to heaven. Say, Jesus, save me. I need a saving experience. I need salvation, Lord. I need to get born again. I need Jesus to come into my life. Maybe there's somebody here that's got a situation that seems impossible. But now we've gone through the scriptures and showed the impossible is made possible. And you want to come up here and say, I, I'm going to believe for my impossible circumstance. It just seems impossible. I don't know how the Lord's going to do it. But Lord, I want to come and, and gather myself. with believers of like precious faith. Because the Bible said one can send a 1,000 to 10,000 if we could unite our hearts together, stand by a sister, stand by a brother. I'll give you time, come on. You say it's impossible. God is a specialist in the impossible this morning. You've got unsaved children They've been way in the world. They're in, in, in wicked, wicked situations. I would think that there would be a mother and a father that would want to stand together as we unite our hearts. Because a God that did the impossible for Israel can do the impossible for you this morning. Listen, I've heard so much I, in my little office, saints, people saying they've been bound by this and they've been bound by that and they've been bound by this. And yet sit in the pew, I say, the God that can loose you is here this morning. Can loose you from your situation. Hallelujah. He can heal hips. He can heal knees. He can heal ankles. He can heal bodies. He's a designer of it. I say, praise be to God. Hallelujah. Why don't you get into intercessory prayer for these that are up in needs? Why don't you just pray for the needs of the people? Maybe you want to lay your hands on your wife or maybe the person next to you and Say, oh, God, remember us this morning. Don't pass me by, Lord. Don't pass me by this moment. I've heard the word. I heard that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then I claim my portion as part of the word of God being fulfilled. Manifest in me, Lord. Hallelujah. Still coming, that's fine. We have lots of time. This is a house of deliverance. This is a house of prayer. Hallelujah. Just think of the different ones that God's brought in this last past year. He's still in the saving business, saints of God. You say, but my son's impossible. It's not impossible. Don't be a person that... To advise the king, but why don't you accept what the king of kings says? I ask anything in my name, you shall have what you ask for. We're gonna walk on in the promises of God, we're gonna plunder the enemy's camp, we're gonna claim that which is ours, brother Sam. I will not be denied. I'll be like Jacob. I will not be denied. I won't let you go until you bless me this morning, Lord. I won't let you go, Lord, until you touch me. That I can say, touch me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless his holy name, we bless your name. I bless your name, Lord, this morning, with this group of people that is standing here in the presence of Almighty God. Lord, many cases seem absolutely impossible. But Jesus, we've taken you at your word. You're the same God that was Moses. sit with his sheep he got up to that burning bush and when he got up you met him Lord may we rise out of our situation and may that same burning pillar of fire Moses got up Abraham got up Jacob got up Israel got up Lord we're standing here at the altar this morning Believing that you'll meet every need in divine presence. It only takes a moment, Lord. When the lepers went into the tent, there were treasures untold. Lord, there's treasures of your word that are untold to us this morning. You said, ask abundantly that your joy be filled. So, Lord, we're going to ask abundantly for our children. We're going to ask for our wives. We're going to ask for our husbands. Yes. 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 Lord, this is an enthusiasm. Yes. This is faith. Yes. Taking a yes. hold of the word. And say, I yes. believe. Yes. Right. I believe the word of God. Yes. 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 So, Father, as we stand here with our hands lifted yes. up, yes. our hearts are lifted up. We're asking, Lord, that you will sovereignly and supernaturally work on every heart that's standing here and those that are still in the pew. Your arm is not too short, and it can reach me too. How many times in the scripture it says the Lord stretched out his hand against the enemy. Lord, stretch your hand out this morning. Deliver your people, Father. We bless your holy name. We praise you this morning. So, Lord, collectively as we stand together, as we believe together, as we unite our hearts together, as we come into the unity of the faith, let the dove descend and let the holy ghost move breathe upon us this morning and let the breath of god give life to these dry bones lord we ask it in jesus name we ask it in that lovely name you're the same god that spoke to the woman at the well you're the same god that walked on that Raging Red Sea. Lord and that same God now is living in me. That anointing, not by emotion, by taking a situation under our control. Lord, anoint your people to take control of their situation. Let the glory of God fill these temples, Lord. Bless your children now. We glorify your name, Lord. We glorify your name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah my say Our eye, close our eyes. Father, much has been poured out before the throne of grace this morning. Prayers have ascended. Lord, and I know you heard every one of them. Every heart that's been opened to you, you've come to every one of them. And so, Father, in this presence of God that is here, supernaturally, Lord, and so individual, would you drop in that blessed assurance within every heart? that can respond back and say, it's already done. Amen. That we can respond back and say, you said, ask, Lord. And you can respond back and say, it's already done, son, daughter of God. Before you even ask, I've got the answer on the road. God, may we go in faith this morning to believe these promises, oh God. We thank you for dealing with our hearts and speaking to us. We pray that you'll continue tonight, Lord, as Brother Michael will minister. We pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to move and speak and deal. We thank you for every life that's represented in this little building. I pray, Lord, that you have already met their situation. Now we just want to believe for our situation. So we commit it all in your divine care and for the glory of God. For we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus for your glory, Lord. Amen. Can we sing a little chorus I Love to Sing? I Love Him. And then you're dismissed, Saints. Ah. Love you. It be according to your faith you're dismissed in jesus name if you want to linger you linger in the presence of god if you need to go then you're dismissed in jesus name we'll see you at five o'clock this evening Till we meet again god be with you and may the presence of the lord linger with you